What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Chicken Bone Alley, brought to you by SRI Performance Stock Car Steel and Aluminum, Draco Springs, RK Motorsports Consulting, Earl Ramey Racing Engines. What's up? I'm David. What's up, y'all? I'm Sterling. Sterling's looking at this thing like it's got three heads over I'm here. trying to figure it out, because... I didn't know if it was recording. I didn't think it was recording to start with, but... It's recording. Obviously, it is. It's going good. Still ain't got used to this new thing here. <laughs> we got we got new equipment, people. We like it. I like it. I, I mean, like it's it. it's fancy. I started to know I could push the on-air buttons, and, and it yeah. would not hear us in the recording. There's way too many knobs and buttons, and there is one button I want to mash. Let's see if what it does. Oh. Yeah. See, we got buttons. Just hit it and let go. Oh, <laughs> all you gotta do. Here's a bunch of them. But yeah, it's pretty neat. There's all kind of things on this thing. It's pretty cool. So when I'm funny, I can just go. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all may never hear that button because we ain't that funny sometimes. But you know, when we are, it's there. It's there. Yeah, it's pretty neat stuff, man. We're moving up a little bit. Got us some new fancy microphones here. Just got a little. What's it called? Rubber band mount? Something. Shock mounts. Shock mounts. It's pretty cool. It's got a bunch of rubber bands in it, so I think rubber band mount sounds pretty you good. You can do that. That's fine. That's fine. Nice things. <laughs> it's uh, new stuff. New stuff. I know I put it on the uh, the social medias, and y'all saw it. So Like it, like it. Going to make us a little more portable. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. We can go all around. We can go sit in the yard and do it. We can go to the racetrack and do it. We can. We can run this thing off batteries. Yep. Pretty simple. So if it's a real nice day, which we should have done that day because it's real nice outside. Absolutely. Been perfect. We just pick up our table and go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun stuff. Boy, oh boy, we had, um, we've had a lot going on this past week. Yeah, we have. Um, well, baseball from a little boy is back in full swing. So, um, and they try to fit as many games as they can into one week. Well, they pushed the season back a little bit, starting a little later. Yeah, we're doing two games a week. Um, so, you know, and with gymnastics, my little girl, and church on Wednesday, it kind of <laughs> – our our weeks are pretty pretty packed up there. Really, actually, Monday is our only free day we have Yes. Um, to uh, be able to do this right here. So that's pretty cool. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, we, uh, baseball was pretty good last week. Cole's done real well, and – um getting better each week he's he's learning to turn his glove over and catch the pot flies which is which is good it's been really hard for him to understand that he'll he'll we hold can't see up. the ball right he'll well he i done told him you gotta move the glove where you can see the ball but he'll wait and when the ball gets right at him he'll turn his glove <laughs> no keep it up but uh no he's doing better and he's hitting the ball really good too so um he, he he's a little he's a little athlete he loves to play some baseball that's for sure oh show Oh, so we uh we went to hang out at his, at his baseball game the other night, and that was that was fun. That was fun yeah, that watching sure. watching the uh, Cole is good. Go, you've taught him good because he don't just run after the ball no matter where it is on the field. But yep. some of the little kids are funny to watch still. It's like herding cats out there. It's just oh yeah, it don't matter where the ball goes. Ten kids are going after. The oh ball. yeah, they're going. And you, and you got some kids that want to play every base. Yes, constantly moving. I'm like, great, they both chill out. <laughs> but no, it's cool. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. It, most of them are are pretty good, actually. They um, a lot better than well. Last year we didn't play because of the COVID deal. They they shut it down. But the year before that, uh, Cole played and 
Um, God, I don't seem like two years ago. I know it's been it's weird, but um, so he was three and four years old, which is really young. Play t ball, but yeah. Um, but Greg, he, they I was coached then too, and ooh, that was tough. <laughs> we had to put a parent with every I, kid. I ended up being a half a coach out there too. Yes, yes, that was. I didn't even have a kid. <laughs> that was tough. <laughs> Not out there playing, but yeah. So it's getting a lot better. It is. It's, it's pretty cool. But um, uh, looking forward to this week. We got a game tomorrow night, so we'll be over there and be ready to get it done. But um, and yeah, so yeah, and and Friday, I found out some some uh bad news. Um. Sad news that my grandfather passed away. He's 88 years old. Um, lived down in Conway, South Carolina here. And um, he uh, he's a tough old man, though. He lived a long, good life. and um, He did. He enjoyed his life. Yeah, he sure did. And he could uh, he could get up on the roof and do whatever <laughs> last week. Um, so he went peacefully in his sleep there. Um, so, you know, I guess if there's a good way to go, uh, that's probably one of the best ways to do it for sure. And um, when he woke up, he was sure happy. I can promise you that. Promise you, promise you. Yeah, no better place. So, uh, look forward to seeing him again one day. And um, his funeral was today, actually. So we went down uh, to Conway today and uh, spent some time with family and, and friends um, at the visitation and the funeral there. So, um, got a real, real pretty plot there and nice little, little. Um, Man, I ain't ever seen a a space in a. In a in a cemetery, so pretty is that one. I'm telling you, man, that was I, that was perfect for him, for sure. You got a little pond, a little little waterfall, like a koi and, pond type deal, but it's got two waterfalls right on it, and like three layer, three level waterfall. And yeah, it's it's it was under a, under a nice pretty tree there. Yep, he'll love that place for sure. Um, so anyway, um, uh, it's always a tough time, but you know you can definitely celebrate his life for sure because i tell you what if i live to be 88 and i'm able to do all that he done and was able to do up until he passed i'd be sure happy for sure definitely definitely so so uh so yeah we did that on uh thursday night went to the ball game uh friday uh david and i messed around a little bit and uh took the golf cart to get some repairs done to it um getting it ready for uh for our beach trip coming up here in a month or so. Yeah. So uh did that and um Saturday we went down to see the family down in Conway for, for you know granddaddy and all and and um kids were about to die to go to the arcades and ride go karts. So we went down and ate some supper and um spent about five hundred dollars there to eat and supper and Yeah, ain't that serious. Jesus, that's expensive. It was a nice place though. Very like nice it. place. Like what, it. what was it called? I can't remember. Sea uh, Sea Captain. Sea Captain's House. Sea Captain's House. Yeah, it's on the on the water on on the on the ocean there. Um, really really nice place. Got some real fresh real fresh seafood there, and uh, but like you said, it's pretty doggone expensive. Um, my kids got surprisingly enough got peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. They go to the nicest. Something wrong with them. I'm telling you, man. Go to the nicest restaurant at the beach and get peanut butter and jelly. Well, you know, I mean, it is what it is. It is. At least I ate it. Probably, I didn't get peanut butter and jelly. Probably paid twenty dollars for peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I got some uh, red, red drum. Red drum. Red drum. I was gonna say snapper, but it was drum. Yeah, you got some some drum there. That was pretty good. I had a little piece of that, and uh, 
I had some grouper, real grouper. It was really good. And um, Kayla's uh, marinated at the bottom of the ocean a little too long for some reason. It was a little salty. A little salty. Yeah. It was good, still. I mean, it was just a little salty. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. But uh, so, yeah, we did that. And then we went back to the, uh, I think it's called the track at the track at Myrtle Beach. Yeah, track at Myrtle Beach. It's kind of in North Myrtle Beach. Anybody that's around the area, go try it out. It's a pretty new place. It got, it got a few different go kart tracks and, um, uh, pretty good size arcade. It's all clean and uh, nice and all that in there. So I was able to go do that a little bit and ride some go-karts. And uh, and then I think we have our record. I promise you it's our record. On the claw game. And I don't know if anybody listening has ever had luck in the claw game, at any, well, at any arcade or whatever. Because you always, if, you, if you're lucky enough to get something hooked onto the claw, by the time it picks it up and moves it to the, to the drop zone area there, there the air pressure is done released and it's done <laughs> fell out. Well, they had rolls of tickets in these claw machines. So we go over there. Be like 25 tickets, yeah. 50, 75, 100, all the way up to, what was 200? I think it was. Yeah, 200, I believe. And, and, some, and the small ones, they had these bigger ones that had these rolls that went up to like 300 or 500. Yeah. Yeah. So we racked up like well over fifty five hundred uh, tickets in a very short amount of time, and I will say, I thought we were actually going to you know get something pretty good there, but um, we we get all these tickets and we count them up and we get up there to look at the thing, and I look over there and there's like a little small I mean like a I don't know, maybe a hundred piece Lego set. <laughs> For 15,000 tickets. I'm like, good Lord. We just spent 100 bucks on two snake things and, and, a, and a little gun but or they whatever had, they got. But they had the you know, color change sequence on, you know, one size one color, the other size the other. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well worth it. It was fun. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It got to be where it was addictive. I just want to see how many we could get. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were racking them up. We had to post that picture on the... uh Ooh, yeah. on the On the... On the little little boneheads page and yeah, show all the uh token or tickets we got there. But anyway, that was fun, good time there, and uh, came back and Sunday morning was bright and early in the church and had a had a real good service there. Preacher Mac there at Lebanon, we, we uh we enjoyed that, and um and then worked around the yard some Sunday evening and here we are. <laughs> I don't think you charged uh, David Stark enough for that uh that fence. Man, I'm telling you what, <laughs> we took the dog fence down because the dog we had here in, in, in the yard here, he, you know, she passed away. So, um, our buddy of ours, David Stark, he, um, he's got a... His dog can step over that fence anyway. Yeah, it's like a... I'm pretty sure it's a miniature horse kind of, sort of. Yeah, I don't even know if it's a miniature horse. It may not it's be just miniature. a horse. It's a... Uh, it's only one year... I think it's a year old. Yeah. And it's a... Um, what is it called? Great Dane. A Great Dane. And from what they said, from what the vet said, like the at his at the stage he is in his life, he's on he's on record to be like one of the largest Great Danes. Period. Yeah. He is insanely huge, and we got a we got like a I had a five I think it was a five foot, uh, or six foot, foot. Po- six foot post, but you had two foot in the ground. Yeah, yeah. So it's four foot. So it's a four-foot chain link fence. I told David Starr he could just step over that thing. I mean, he is huge. So, But I had 80 pounds of concrete on every post 
Every post. I, I'm pretty sure you put one bag on every post at least. I did. At least. Well, I like, I like to build stuff where I know it won't fail. It was a wind zone five chain link fence. <laughs> there was no hurricane or tornado that was going to come through this area that was going to touch that chain link no, fence. Sir. No, sir. It wasn't going nowhere. No. Because we dug, we dug, we dug. Finally, we got to the point that we were tired of digging. So we backed the truck up, put a put a strap around the post and on the ball of the truck, pulled them out the ground with the truck. God. I'm telling you, that was concrete. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was. But we got it. Um, got all that done, so good deal. I appreciate your help and David's help and all that. And I don't know who's going to get to help him put it back up, but uh, I'm going to be sick that day or something. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll be, I think I'd rather put it back up. I just don't know why. I just, and I told him, I'm like, why are you busting the concrete off of them? You just dig a hole and drop it in. It'd be fine. Yeah, it ain't going nowhere. I promise. And then I'll pour more new concrete on it. Yeah, new oh, concrete. A, a concrete old ain't no good. It ain't no good no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's a good time for sure. And, um, Fun to at least, yeah, we were aggravated with that, but it was fun. We had a good time, cut up, and yeah, fun. Had a good time with it. So, uh, so yeah, we'll have a fence put up party, a fence tear down party. Yesterday, we'll have a fence put up party here for too long. So, as long as they bring us a lunchable, exactly. We got to have a lunchable, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, that was pretty good, man. We had a good weekend, and uh, not a whole lot of racing that we were able to see and go to. We're busy. <laughs> but um, we got a few people calling in that, uh, you know, they got a little more time to go to these tracks here this week. They did, but this first one, he stayed on iRacing all week. Let's hey, go talk to him. Yes, he was racing. Exactly. All right, boys and girls, we have Mr. Coltrane, Cole Vanderhaden on here. What's going on, Cole? Uh, nothing much. Playing some high racing. Sweet. I wish we was playing some high racing. I had to update Sterling's the other day because um, he was um about three months behind on updating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had like he it had just, like what was it, like seven gigs you had to download. There was a lot of stuff for sure. <laughs> yeah. What uh what um what you getting into on high racing? What you about to run? Uh, I usually just run the midgets or rent cars. Because that's basically what I'm gonna run in real life. So, and they're fun. Sweet. You're doing a lot better than me because I cannot run the midgets on our racing for nothing. Yeah, I think the one that he's joining tonight is one of those that they Facebook Live it. So, uh, I might try to share that on our Team Bandy page and see if it works or not. Sweet. We all hear him there, Mr. Mark Vanderhaden. Mark, how you been, how are buddy? You doing? Lovely man, hanging in there. Lovely. <laughs> hey, it's the one good thing about his eye racing car. He's got that chicken bone alley sticker right there on email on the eye racing. That's what I'm talking about. I love it. I love it, man. That, and speaking of that, the wrap looks awesome. It turned out really good. I love it. We got our shirts in and all. My little kids got them on. They loved them things. Jam up shirt. Yeah, I saw you guys the picture. That was awesome. It's good to. It's good to see the fans all around the country. I know they got their their link with you but it's just uh it's just the first edition of the shirts and um i'm sure will be many many more to come so it's cool to see that's awesome man it, it, it is cool to see especially especially like this sterling just said see kids get into it especially when it's younger guys 
like gold racing and see the kids get behind them and get them really into racing and liking it. That's that's always fun. Yeah, most of his friends that he races with, all of the guys that he races with actually have his shirt and hoodie too. So they're we're at the racetrack racing with them, and they're actually wearing his hoodie, which is kind of cool. And that's that is cool. cool. I said, I think, I think it's. I don't think in the race world it's cool to wear your own shirt or hoodie, so I'm trying to talk him on. He's got to wear <laughs> yeah. somebody else. Well, yeah. speaking of that, though, Cole, what's it feel like? And you can tell us. What's it feel like walking around and seeing other people wear your stuff, man? It's pretty cool. Uh, it just it feels pretty cool and like act like I'm kind of famous, but I'm really not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. just play the part, man. Just play it. Live it. That's awesome. That's good. Yeah. good, good stuff, man. Well, we hadn't talked to you in a while, I think, since before the uh, Tulsa shootout, so it's been a few months. So uh, how has life been running the micro sprint since since Tulsa there and coming on through the year so far? How, how's it been, man? Um, well, I've definitely felt like I've gotten faster since Tulsa because I didn't really know how to – run the car very well at the shootout so i got i'm getting used to it and uh still struggle a little bit on my shifting skills the first to first gear um but yeah i'm getting better every time i go to the track i believe it man because uh we've been seeing a lot of heat race wins man coming here lately um and, and those are those are heat race wins always going to end up turning into main wins eventually so uh so tell us uh give us a little bit how 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 that has changed for you what 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 have you started to really understand about the cars uh well from go-karts uh the, it didn't really have very much drifting um so now it's you just gotta like stay on the gas so it uh, so it like hooks up and sit and dress a little and that's a faster way if it's unless it's slick because I actually ran the top one time at Port City the first weekend and I ended up going down to hit the infield tractor tire spun out and DNF to that race but yeah it it feels like I'm getting I'm getting faster at and getting better at turning the car and just Staying on the gas. Cool. That's what I'm talking about. No, it's a lot. Like we said before, and, and you know, and you learn it every time you get in the seat, but it's totally different than a go kart for sure, no doubt. Um, but it's really cool though. That's kind of the big difference I think in go kart racing versus running those uh, micro sprints. Is you can run the top, you can run the bottom, you can move around and find grip, and um, you know, and maneuver your way through traffic a lot more than you could a go kart. Um, takes a little takes a little bravery to get up there and on that cushion i'm sure and and uh run around the top but uh is that something that you you know you i, I know it's taking you some time to get used to that but um as far as running the top to the bottom moving around you know is that something you have to get comfortable with or just kind of you just go with the flow wherever you can run well the, when i ran the top port i kind of just Got the bot because I uh, got past like five or six cars and run the bottom, so I just went to the top. Uh, the first, the first couple laps, I was running the top. I went, I was going in straight and keeping the car straight the whole time because I haven't ran the top ever. 
And when I got used to it, I just stayed on the gas and passed a couple cars until I hit the tire. Let her eat. Let her eat. That's what I'm talking about. Um, quick question for you, just because you uh, really, I know you got into uh, into the into the micro sprint um, and I racing almost at the same time, very very close to each other. Is there anything I know? I know they don't have that car on iRacing, but they do have the uh, the the midget or you know something like that. Is there anything at all that you feel like you can maybe even learn from iRacing or bring from you know your real racing over to iRacing to uh, you know to help you on either side? Uh, well. Basically, either the 305 or the midget is probably the easiest or the closest one to the micro because it's, well, my restrict, I have a restrictor on, so I run the restrictor division, so it doesn't go as fast as the open class or the A class would go. So, basically, the 305 is just, it's kind of the same because you just, on our racing, on the big tracks, even like the medium tracks, you just, it's just basically who can keep the wheel to the left in the uh, same position basically the whole time and the midgets basically to the right the whole time. So it just helps. It helps a little bit, but not as much as it would like if, unless you have like a very, really expensive high tech high racing setup rig thing like, like moves around. Right. But yeah. <laughs> Well, hey, we we we've seen uh Ty Majeski, and I know he runs asphalt stuff, but he runs on a laptop and on a regular office chair desk. I mean, it's nothing yeah. to it. So, um, but yeah, I think dirt is a little more. You kind of need that a little bit more to feel. Yeah, um, to feel the car a little bit better. Um, you know, definitely with that. But um, uh, but it is cool. It is cool to be able to have that. And and you know, when you can't get in the car and and run, you can at least get on there and get a little bit of seat time and and prepare as best you can. I would say as a dad, from a dad's point of view, because I'll sit back in the basement, you know, where he's doing his eye race, and I'll crack a beer in the lazy boy and just watch him race. So I'm kind of like a uh, spotter while he's racing there. There you go. Um, and I think for the eye racing, what it, what it would help any of these kids, and it, he's racing against a lot of kids on eye racing, and we look him up on Facebook, and, I mean, half the kids that he's racing against are 10, 12 years old, just like he is. And so they're all doing it, but it's a matter of, I racing will help you understand that if you're in a line, if you're in a big train in a line first through fifth and you're all running the same, the same line on the track, I mean, you got to go search for another spot. So, um, and then I racing it's a whole lot easier to do that because it's just an I race. It's just a game. So you got to go figure out a different approach to the turn, maybe diamond off the turn or going high, come out low, vice versa, something like that. So I think it'll help him do that and I, I do think it helps the hand-eye coordination once you get in these smaller tracks um like we had at last friday night at boss speedway it was the smallest track we've been on yet and that, i mean you, you develop that hand-eye coordination because he's all he saw on the wheel on that eye racing all the time so it's it's pretty it's pretty entertaining to watch i'll tell you <laughs> it definitely is somebody especially somebody that's good at it and i know he's he's getting pretty good at it because uh I, I've, I've watched him on there a little bit and uh Somebody get, gets good at it, and it's, it's fun to watch. Um, but, all right, so talk about Boss Speedway and and a couple tracks before that. You, um, Cole, you uh, 
have come a long way since Tulsa. We'll, we'll, I will definitely say that for sure from what I have seen. So your last few races there, how, how have you have you fared? And uh, what, what have you thought about racing in, in those last few races there? Um, go back. Just give a brief thing about since we started in, in Illinois. Uh, well, back to when we went to the Midwest Winter Nationals. Uh, that was a two-day show in Illinois. Um, I won my heat on day two. Uh, I think I got like and day one. I actually, yeah, I won both my heats. Uh, but I, I didn't. I think I got like third or uh well he raced both classes in the indoor track with his um in illinois so he raced the, against the a class guys as well with his restrictor on so he actually raced um four features that weekend when we were in illinois um and so the biggest his biggest impressive feature of that weekend was I mean, in the A class, but he started like 17th um, against all the against all the old men. You know, all the fast guys <laughs> been doing it a while, and he made it all the way he made it all the way up to ninth on the bottom, and that was he turned a lot of heads that night, which was fun to watch. I mean, uh, he got third the first night and seventh the second night, and the restrictor features on the second night he spun out, and I think that's why he got seventh. But um, I mean, that was only against six or seven other cars, but to be able to move up to that next level with the same restricted motor and keep up with those guys in the A class was a was a helper, was the big motivation of thing leaving Illinois that weekend. So Definitely. And De- then you can kinda of talk about our first now six hundred race weekend was in Oklahoma. The, yeah, I went down to the Red Dirt Raceway. Uh ended up fifth in the heat race. And we went out for the A class heat race. Uh, came out of turn four, went into turn one. The first, the whole, the first straightaway was the car was running fine, and we turned into turn two, and my chain broke and something broke on the motor. Forgot what it was. I think the sprocket, the front sprocket burnt. That and that into the that was our first weekend in Oklahoma, and after the ten lap heat race is all we got in. Uh, like three days, one day got rained out. Oh, so dang. That was, that was pretty sucky. I had to pick the engine out in the Walmart or in the hotel parking lot and get it to another guy to bring the engine better. But but since then it's been uh, it's been pretty pretty uphill since or downhill since or improvements every single week. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, all right. Well, what's happened since then? Uh, well, then either the next weekend or two weeks after that, we went down to Super Bowl Speedway. Um, with the brand, like with the fixed motor, and uh, we, I think we won our heat race, and uh, we were leading the whole race until we got lap traffic. Uh, we got to uh, like caution after lap traffic because I I passed I tried passing him on the outside, um, but obviously it wasn't fast, wasn't as fast as the bottom. And the lap car, like, he was on the bottom side or on the top, and this guy in second passed the lap car on the bottom. He ended up getting in front of me, so I ended up second that night. Um, It was a pretty good night overall, though, because I knew I was either first or second, and I was the top guy in that race or that night for restricted. 
Um, then the next weekend we went down to Fort City, and that was the week that was the night I ran the top and hit the infield tire, so got a DNF. And we're going for fourth, going for fourth that night. The first night at Fort City Raceway, there was uh, I think 31 or 32 cars the first night there, um, and he was in the top five. And that's going around the top, just riding the riding the rim, and then they had to he decided to change the line and get around that guy in front of him and just just nicked that tire and got him spun out enough and he spun into the infield, so they didn't throw the caution. So he kind of. Kind of got screwed there, and he said to sit there and watch the rest of the race. So. Dang. Well, unfortunately, that's how racing but goes sometimes. But talk about we went back, went back the next weekend for a two-day show in Port City, and then what happened? Um, well, I think we won our heat. Or, no, we did not. Yeah, we went to the – I started in the back of the of my heat race. I think I started seventh, and I only made my way up to fifth, so I started – Started like third or fourth in the B, and uh, made my way up to second in that. So I started in the far back, like 17th in the A. Uh, made my way up to sixth throughout the whole race. There you go. Yeah, up to 11, past, past 11 cars that night. That was that wow. was a show too. That was fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Then the next night, uh, we actually won our heat race, and. Started around ninth in that A feature. Only only way that made it up to seventh. But overall, it was a pretty nice weekend. Sixth and seventh place. Um, it was that. I'll take it. I guess that weekend there was forty one cars there. So wow. that was Oklahoma City. Or Port Port City is uh, is the micro sprint haven. I mean, there was forty. 41 cars. There was only 96 cars to Tulsa shootout, but 41 of them were at freaking Port City in the, on a two-day special. So Jeez. we actually go back there for May for a three-day show, May 6th, 7th, and 8th. Um, and well, I'd be, I bet there's going to be just as many cars that weekend, too. That's awesome. But then last weekend was the last weekend we raised. Can we talk about that quick? Yeah, last weekend we went to Boss. Uh, there was no passing on that track. Uh, but I started fourth out of four in my heat race behind my old my buddy Keegan. Uh, I ended up getting I ended up passing him in the heat race, but that was the, like the only pass in the whole whole night in the restrictor. Uh, so we started third in the heat and the A feature. Got a bad start. A uh, guy outside of me, Scout Spragans, he got a better start and got in front of me in turn one. So we just basically stayed in the line. It was a dust bowl, so I could kind of not see. I didn't put my visor down all the way. Oof. But yeah, you should talk talk to him about that. Say that again. <laughs> you didn't put your visor down. What? I didn't put it all the way down, so it was dust getting in my eyes. Because I Ooh. came in from the race, and he's he stood there, and it was almost like he was crying. I'm like, "What's wrong?" He's like, "My eyes hurt. My eyes. There was dust getting in them the whole time." I'm like, "Well, did you have your visor down?" He goes, "No." I didn't have it all the way down. I, I thought I thought it would fog up, or I don't know why you didn't put it down. So now we taught him how to put his visor all the way down. <laughs> That's important. That is an important lesson. <laughs> yeah. Then the next that that weekend, uh, the next that was the Friday show, Friday night show, and then that Saturday we went to I forty four Riverside Speedway, and uh, we 
started on the front row outside of the heat race and checked out by about a full straightaway in the heat race and started seventh, I think, in the feature or somewhere around there and ended up, I was in fourth for basically the whole race until I wanted to change my line to, um, and my dad, I was looking at my dad because he, I look at him like whenever I see him on the track to see if he needed to tell me anything. He told me to go in on the top side, just, just try to change my line to see if it's faster. And it ended up slowing me down a little bit. But I also didn't put on the gas. I wasn't on the gas as much as I should have been. And it might have been faster, but. I just fell back to fifth and ended up getting fifth in the heat in the feature. So I'll take a, I'll take another top five and yeah, that's how that's all the races we've been to so far this year. Man, that's awesome. I mean, you keep plugging away at all them top fives and stuff. The the win will come here real soon. I do believe, really do. Yeah, we were excited to go. We were supposed to go down to Fairbury, Nebraska, which is the closest track to our house. Oh yeah. It would be our local, our local track, we could call it. Um, and up until we were supposed to race there Saturday, they were supposed to race at four, and they didn't camp. They were holding off, holding off. It rained a little bit on Friday, and they finally canceled like nine o'clock Saturday morning, right when we were getting ready to load the trailer. So um, that means we didn't race at all this weekend, and now he's not racing this coming up weekend because Dad's going on vacation. God, um, Dad. Uh, next. <laughs> next up will be uh humboldt kansas uh april 30th and then we go all the way down to bells texas on may 1st so um that's for the next two uh point national point races for the now 600 so um got a couple weeks off got some new tires got to do some new mountain mount tires organize a trading toolbox and just get things squared away so. that's awesome that, that is absolutely awesome so how is <sighs> The the short time y'all have done it so far, how how is life on the road following a series shaping up for y'all? Uh, well, I, we've only we've only did that one weekend in Red Dirt where he broke the motor was the first national race, um, and so we got our next one is that following at the end of the month. So all the other tracks, all the other races we went to, all the way to Oklahoma. Um, we've just been for track points just to get some seat time. Like right. we could have, I could have made it all the way to Fort city again this weekend. Um, but we would have had left. We would have been just rolling in the track right at hot laps because we didn't get enough notice. But, um, after the first couple of weekends of going down there all weekend, um, I kind of decided that I don't want to go down there just to race one night. I'll go down to race two nights in a row, but not just one night. It's just too far. It's, Seven hours to Port City for us. Um, and it was nine hours to Oklahoma City, or seven or eight hours. So we're all those tracks in Oklahoma. The closest we're going to be is six or seven hours. So um, it's good that we got the RV now. The RV life we can sleep forever, but it's still it's still not everything everybody thinks it is. Where we can just pull in anywhere and go to sleep. So you still gotta I still gotta find a, a spot that'll let me park and sleep. So it's still a work in progress find the right spot. There you go. There you go. Well, that next is... weekend, we'll be uh, going to Humboldt, which is about five hours from here, the Friday night race, and then another six, uh, another five or six hours south of there for Saturday night. So we're going to be true 
outlaws, I guess, racing Friday night, getting in the truck, driving six hours, then doing maintenance, and then racing the next day. So that'll be fun. And then driving 10 hours home on Sunday. So that, that's going to be a fun weekend. Whew. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Awesome. Well, that's absolutely cool. Uh, I love it. I love how you are getting on the road, father and son there, and, and taking the rest of the family and uh, and living the dream, man, and living the dream and uh, and doing some awesome racing and getting better and better at it and seeing the seeing the time yeah. and the work and effort pay off. That's that's really cool. Yeah, it's a good time. It's, like you said, when those wins, I, I really feel like once he gets that first good win out of the way, it's going to, I think they'll start coming pretty, even easier, hopefully. So he just got to get it out of his head. I think we've, he's won six heat races, so he understands he's out front. He can, he can check out, but he's got to have that same aggression when he's not in the front to get to the front. So It's coming. It's coming. I definitely see him. We're proud of you. Proud to be on the side of that number 15V there. We really are. Yep. As soon as we get the next car, the white car done, A class, hopefully in June. By June, uh, it'll be fun to have two cars, and it'll make it a little even more uh, interesting tonight. So we'll see. That's that's going to be very interesting and very, very a lot a lot of fun to watch. A lot of fun to watch, and we can't wait to see it. Well, so Mark got a question for you. Well, both of you really. What's going on in the Ford bike world now? Well. Um, as you saw, I think you saw, we, we came up with a spring edition, our latest edition, our latest design, I guess, uh, came out with a whole lot more options for some lady options. It came another two more options for the men, you know, a hooded, long sleeve hooded t-shirt. Um, the new design is pretty awesome. I like it. We've got new stickers to match it and all that stuff. So, uh, we did some pre-orders, had some pretty good success and, um, we got it all finally all inventory and all regular all everything's right on the website so now we can start doing some more giveaways and some more um, promotions try to get the name out there but hopefully it's the big year for four bite and uh, keep getting the name out there more and more um hopefully it helps with cole wins and maybe that helps more and more i mean i know at port city raceway when they're announcing them um you can hear on because they watch because all the port city racing is on floor racing so you can watch all those so actually that may right. six seven eight you guys can watch that all night so Awesome. Um, but they announced them, and there's Cold Man hiding the forwardbike.com 15V. So it's, uh, even though it's not our exact website, we'll still take it. But you hey. know what I mean? <laughs> it gets the gist out of there. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun to listen to. I mean, I'll correct, maybe I'll correct them before we go back the next time. But, uh, I mean, we got some pretty good success. We, um, you know, we got, we gave a little bit of, of funds to the top four producers from Forward Bike Code last year, you know, and, that turned out to be, you know, that was Tim Nash and um, Chase Holland and then Owen Tarvis and then Bad Addison. They were our four top producers with the code, so we gave them some funds, gave them some more free stuff, and hopefully it gets motivation for some other people to, you know, use those codes and try to get their name out there and use it. We're, I mean, and I'm still talking to some of the other moms and some of the other dads that are trying to figure out ideas to get those get everybody to use their codes wisely, you know, and get it to push it and, and try to give them some incentive to keep pushing it. So still trying to come up with new ideas to keep spreading the word. And, and now I got this racing thing that's in the mix and it's, uh, my life's getting pretty busy now. I got 
sometimes I'll go two or three days without posting on a four or five and I forgot. I'm like, dang it, I forgot. I'm doing all the team bandy stuff. So uh, <laughs> just trying to stay on top of everything is fun. But I think we're good. I mean, I think it's interesting to see how this year goes since, you know, we started last year with COVID in the middle of it. So um, now that all the races are hitting, hitting it hard and, I think uh, next couple of races, once we get more and more organized, we can actually bring some of the some of our shirts to the track and try to sell them more. We really haven't tried to push them at the track yet, so but I got a big banner I could put at the top of my trailer and let people know. So um, and we had to get the inventory all squared away and make sure we're we're good to go. So we had a uh, one of our other newest members, um, B3 Lee, down in Florida. He's a go kart kid. Um, they had actually purchased a lot of our inventory and they were selling it at the track for us. So um, that's another option and avenue we've looked at. So um, just little, just little things happen here and there. It's, it's funny how it's working out. That's, that's really good. And really, just really awesome to us, me and Sterling now. And I know kind of you probably feel the same way um, being parents ourselves. Uh, it's really cool to see, see the kids, get stuff like that and get involved in it. And that's awesome to see. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, we yeah, got buddy. our, I was going to say, we got our, uh, we got our, uh, adult Coca-Colas right here in, um, in, in our four <laughs> bike koozies right now. <laughs> Heck yeah. So, uh, well, that's awesome, man. Well, I'm glad everything is going swimmingly and, um, man, I can't, can't wait to see, uh, See you out there on the track some more, Cole. And uh, best of luck in these next races. And uh, and I can't wait to see that thing in victory lane because it's coming soon, man. Yeah. Awesome, 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 awesome. Well, guys. All right, guys. Well, thank you. Thanks for having us on again. Uh, hopefully next time we're on in a couple of months, uh, we got some wins to talk about. Um, we can go from there. For sure. For sure. I I see it happening real soon. So, uh, guys, we appreciate it and um, cannot wait to talk to y'all again. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Y'all have a good one. You too. There was old Coltrane, Vanderheiden, and Mark Vanderheiden with Ford Bike. Coltrane's uh, getting it done out there on track, as y'all just heard. Yeah, man, they're doing they're doing good things, man. They're 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 definitely going after the racing life and trying to do all the things they can right to uh, to do what they got to do to get that way, man. And uh, it's cool to see. I, I love it. And, and like you said, I love seeing a father and son or the family going and and you know all in and uh, trying to make it happen because um, you don't see that that much anymore. It's hard it's hard to it's hard to get a lot of family together and do it. So that's really cool. But um, wish them the best of luck and and. Uh, like you said, we'll be seeing them in Victory Lane soon, man. Very soon, very soon, very soon. Well, cool. Well, moving on from there, we um we got some cool stuff on here this weekend. In addition to Gold Train Vanderhaden, there. Um, I know you guys uh watched a lot what was going on at Bristol on the dirt and all that stuff. One more show left on the dirt, I think, this weekend, ain't it? Yeah, I think so. The uh, sprint cars, I believe. Yeah, sprint cars and the and the um, northeast modifieds there. Yep, big blocks and stuff like that. So that's cool. But this guy that is coming up next, 
ran uh ran a whole lot there. And uh we can ask him about his 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 run there cuz he had some good runs. Let's go to it. All right, boys and girls. On the phone now, we got driver that number 7 sniper chassis. Ricky Weiss, what's going on, Ricky? Hey, bud, how are you? Man, I'm doing good. If I was doing any better, I'd have to sit on my hands to keep from clapping. You know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> so what's up with you today? What you up to? Oh, we're just trucking back, um, heading back to the shop in Crossville here. And uh, hopefully um, Sean's been at the shop working on the cars and everything. And uh, we're going to get back there and give him a hand and get everything buttoned up this week for Richmond. That's what I'm talking about. That's a... Uh... Li- li- living a racer's life on the road, getting ready to head to the shop, work on the cars. That's fun stuff. Racer's life. Love it. Oh, uh, well, man, I, um, we want to talk to you and stuff. It's been a while since we've been able to talk. You um, had you on, did a little quick pit interview at, at Lancaster was the last time we were able to talk to you in person. So it's awesome to have you on the phone and man, we appreciate you calling us today and, and hanging out with us here for a little while. Hey, no, I appreciate any time I can be, and uh, hopefully we uh, can answer anything you got, and uh, hopefully it'll be a good time. Oh, yeah, for sure. I imagine you got to answer for anything we got anyway, <laughs> yeah. regardless if it's, you know, whatever. <laughs> Just come up with something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good deal, buddy. Well, we want to go back uh, 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 a ways, actually. Where just to let our listeners know and let us know a little more about you where where did you get your start in racing and how old were you all that fun stuff um i started racing uh it's been a, a real long time now but uh we started racing back back in canada obviously and uh at our home track in victor lane speedway and uh we used to race the super trucks that uh um not many tracks run them anymore but um, kind of a deal at a, up in Canada that my dad started back in the day, and uh, he brought he he bought a bunch of trucks and converted them from asphalt to dirt, and um, basically started the class itself, and it's still going today. So uh, kind of cool to say he started in that class and keep that legacy going. And um, so obviously we, as our as we got better. Um, Throughout the years, we we jumped up to dirt modified and raced that weekly at our home track. And um, shortly after that, we went and jumped into late models. That's a that's a big jump, that's for sure, man. And uh, first off, I'd love to see trucks on dirt. Actually, just weekly racing trucks on dirt. I think that'd be person put on some pretty good shows for sure. Yeah, we don't ever see nothing like that down here in South Carolina. That'd be awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, they're they're awesome. They're definitely, you know, a lot of people enjoy them because they're, they're so much different looking than any of the other cars. And uh, as far as working on them, I mean, they're pretty cool. They're not your typical, um, you know, street stock. They're, uh, I would say they're, they got a quick change. They got open rear end and, um, you know, just, just to have the whole, you know, Craftsman truck body style look, it definitely is one of the fan favorites. And, uh it's a great class to, to get into and and learn and um, you know it, it helped me throughout my career learning the the four length suspension uh, and I, I 
I still say it helped me today, you know, on supercars. I, I yeah. definitely believe that, man, because them things probably had a lot of rollover. <laughs> probably, probably taught you a lot of car control. So that's that's cool, man. That, so going back and and knowing that you're from Canada and race started racing up in Canada, um, how has it been the transition racing from up up in Canada to down here in the states? Is, is there really much difference at all, or, or is it just farther away from home now? <laughs> Um, it is. There is quite a bit of difference. Um, we, we did, when we raced late models, our home track only ran them about once or twice a year. So we found ourselves traveling a lot uh, back and forth, of course, across the border there. And um, really, really, we were in the States more than we were in Canada. But uh, racing, you know, racing in the U.S., up, up in Tennessee, it's quite a bit different, you know, down in the North Dakota where I grew up around racing on the black dirt. And, and to this day, I mean, it's still going back to, the, you know, that's why I like going to Eldora and Knoxville and places like that because um, that's basically what I grew up on. And uh, we've definitely grown and gotten a lot better on the red dirt, but uh, there's, still got, there's still lots of places we can improve and, Every time we get out there, we seem to get better and better, and then learn learn the different tires and, and set up and how to read the read the track, read the dirt. But um, as far as being in Canada, um, our home track it was black dirt as well, and um, still enjoyed. You know, if I could go back there and race anytime I had had a weekend off, I would do it. But um, unfortunately, they're not racing up up there right now. Hopefully, this old COVID stuff kind of slows down and they get get going this year but um i know a lot of my friends that they're wishing they could get out there and, and, and get racing that, that's for sure speaking of the code stuff and um how how has that changed life for you because i know you used to, like you just said you used to go back and forth across the border a good bit but uh have you just pretty much stayed down here in the state since all that's been going on yeah we uh basically come across um beginning of the year and we stay down till christmas now um it, it's definitely made it hard, harder on on everyone you know can't see my family much they can't come down and spend a weekend or or anything like that but uh, i'm down here and doing what doing what we love to do and um hopefully hopefully the borders open up and and allow my parents and everybody to come down to cheer us on and um support us definitely so man definitely so because i know that's got to be rough not being able to see them and all that fun stuff but but anyway man well you just kind of touched on it there um down here doing what you love we know this year you have taken on a new venture of building your own chassis man how how has that changed life for you um it's definitely it's it's been it's been you know, it's had its ups and downs, and uh, we, we've been working our butt off, and um, it's been stressful at times, but uh, I know in the end it, it's definitely going to be worth it. And, um, you know, I've always said this racing deal, it's a big roller coaster ride, and when you're down, you're down, but, it's you know, it's, before you know it, a day later, you're definitely going back up. So um, JR and, and Cody and everybody back at the shop, they've been working their butts off, and um, it, it's hard for people to see what what guys like that are doing in the shop, but when we're in victory lane, I mean, it, 
it's a big thanks due to them and and the crew guys that they don't get they don't get half of the recognition that you know they should. Everybody thinks it's all about the driver, but um, without those guys working in the shop and and crewing and turning wrenches, um, us drivers wouldn't be in victory lane. So uh, can never can never thank those guys enough. That's right, man. I hear that for sure. Um, all right. Well, going off of that, kind of a two part question here. First of all, where do you see your chassis? going in say in the next five years and also where where, where are you kind of seeing the sport going because to me you know especially all the stuff coming up here past at bristol um this dirt racing to me seems like it's on a big upward swing right now um where, where do you see it going um i just see it like you said it's definitely going upward um being at bristol i think we're going to gain a lot of fans that you know had watched the bristol race just because they're NASCAR fans and because of that racetrack. And I think that we gained a lot of people and a lot of viewers, and I think it's going to bring it on to our sport and, and make it bigger than a few years. Um, and as far as our chassis, I mean, I, I have full confidence in these cars, and um, with a few minor tweaks here and there, uh, I, I see us being in victory lane, and hopefully we're – Hopefully we get a couple globes and a couple dreams under our belt shortly. There you go. That's what I'm talking about, man. Sure. So, uh, <laughs> are you looking to uh, to get any any other drivers on your in your cars, or are you just kind of wanting to do your own stuff right now, or how, how's that looking? No, we, we are going to sell some cars. Um, we're, we're just trying to get everything geared up to the point where we can pull the trigger on these things, and uh, we didn't we didn't want to get ahead of ourselves and. And, you know, put them out there while we weren't ready. We've, we've just been trying to, you know, get the seven the seven team furnace with some cars and get out there testing and uh, shake them down and, and feel what we need to, what, what the things we need to change, where we need to improve. And uh, we, we're very close to, you know, being able to open to the public and um, we'll have a select few drivers out there this year getting these cars. And uh, I think it's going to, we're going to start dominating the sport. That's what I'm talking about, man. That is the confidence I like right there. <laughs> that, that is, that, uh, that, and, and every driver needs it, but, I mean, especially when you do something like that, that's the confidence that you need. We're going to be out there dominating the sport. That, that tells me a lot right there. That's, that's, that's sweet, man. Well, question for you. Uh, since taking on building chassis and, and and also here in the last couple of years, you have taken on the World Outlaw Series. Man, what does it take anymore to be able to, to just like you just said, ha- be, have guys back at the shop building cars and, and you looking over that and then also being on the road running this, this tour? What, I mean, what does that take nowadays? Um, It, it takes a lot. I mean, People don't understand what it's like to be on the road, you know, 24-7 and, and trucking up and down, you know, with with the same group of guys. Basically, basically, you're, you're, you have a little family and, and you're tied inside a box. And, um, when nights are good, everything's great. Everybody's happy and everyone's smiling. But um, when, when nights don't go so good, you, you need to just kind of forget about it and, and close that back door of the trailer and try to move on to the next race and clear your mind and, and do what it takes to, uh, 
improve and, and whatever it takes to get a good point tonight. Um, sometimes people, you know, you may qualify bad or have a bad heat race or, or wreck in a B main or something, but when you start 24th in, in the feature and you run up to, you know, a top 10 finish, well, it was a not bad point tonight. It was a decent point tonight. And um, that that is what it takes to run the series. And, and you just got to remember night in, night out to uh, improve every night you can and then try to head, stay ahead of the guys that are ahead of you in points. That's right. That's right. So how, I, like you just said, you just got to shut the door. How hard is it when, when you do have a bad night to – is it one of the things that you go in the, in the in the toter there and you just kind of don't talk to me for a little while, or, or, or are you one of those guys that's just like, ah, it is what it is. Let's move on. No, I wish I could. I could just kind of blow it <laughs> off, but uh, I'm I'm probably harder on myself than I should be. But um, it's the me that uh, just strives to be better. And you know, if if we're not if we didn't have a good night, I want to know why we had didn't have a good night. I didn't know. I, I want to know why we got beat and how we got beat and how we can improve. So when we come back, you know, the following year or later that year, we got something to contend with. And uh, I, I've I've grown to know that you know, even even if you're at the top of your game, to never give up and never never keep trying things because it's sooner than you know it. Um, your competition's always searching for speed, and and if you don't, if you don't find those that speed, then they're gonna blow by you before you even know it. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Well, flip side of that, when you go out there and bust their tail and win that night, are you are you the best guy to be around at that point? <laughs> oh, definitely at that point. I mean, uh, <laughs> you definitely got to have a drink at the end of the night and then there celebrate you. with your crew. Because, well, like I said, I mean you. you they bust their tails off for, for doing what I love to do. And, uh, I've got one of the most competitive teams I feel, and they want, they want to win as much as I want to win. And when, when I don't win and, and I'm not happy, they're not happy with me. So, uh, when we win, our team is ecstatic and, uh, we got a small group of guys that, that is proud to say that, you know, we're doing we're doing what other teams are doing with five or six guys with just a couple guys and my girlfriend. So uh, we're proud to say that we got a small team, but um, definitely definitely looking to expand and then taking it to the next level. So I hear you there. Well, don't don't leave the dogs out of it because I I love watching y'all's Facebook and social media stuff to see what the dogs did at the other night. Oh, oh, oh. The, the dogs are fun. I mean, even when you have a bad night, they don't know that you have a bad <laughs> night. So they're they're uh, they're always excited. It's just um, when there's a rain out, it's not so fun to have dogs in the hauler. Yeah, <laughs> we were at uh we were up there at Cherokee, and uh, I saw dogs running around there. I was like, ooh, that's gonna be nasty because it was nasty out there when that rain came through. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think there's still orange mud coming out of the truck. <laughs> Yeah, I, so. I believe it. Well, cool. Um, well, speaking of speaking of dogs, I guess we'll say our buddy Randy Keene. <laughs> no, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he um Randy Keene with SRI. He's kind of one that hooked us up, and he's like, "Hey, man, y'all need to talk to each other." I was like, "All right, I'd love to talk to Ricky. Been trying to for a while now. We just hadn't got around to it. So I'm glad he hooked us up and uh and we're able to talk to you. But I want to bring in SRI here. Tell us uh how you got hooked up with SRI. 
SRI has been really good to us. I mean, uh, when we're working over at Scott's, we got a hold of those guys. And, uh, I mean, anytime we needed anything, we just picked up the phone and called them. And uh, they, they were definitely more willing to help us. Um, they were at, at the racetrack. They were track support. You know, they were walking up and down the pit area, seeing what what the teams needed, what what where they wanted to improve, um, you know, whether it was at the track or at their shop, they're definitely one of the one of the good group of people, and and definitely willing to help guys in the sport. That's for sure. Yeah, and that's that's what we love about them. Also, um, we know at Bristol, you actually got the uh, redraw bonus that was presented by SRI Performance. Um, man, what does it mean when you see a sponsor like that come in, just ready to throw money up for you guys? off of something just like redraw something that that really took i mean yeah you had to have good performance to get in get into the redraw but you just had to have good look to to be be at a top spot after the redraw so what's it mean for a uh a sponsor to come in like that just to help guys out yeah oh, it's definitely huge i mean it's guys like that and companies like that that make our make our sport is what it is today and uh if we didn't have people like that that were given, um, I think a lot of people wouldn't be able to afford to race. And um, it, it's 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 bigger than most people think. I mean, that five hundred dollars definitely goes a long way, especially with a team like ours. We're gonna, you know, it'll go right back to our team, and you know that buys a set of rear tires that that might win us a that may have won us that feature, you know. So. Um, there'd be a time where a guy, ah, I don't know, should I put a new one on or a used one on and, and finish second or third and go, well, if I would have put a new one on, maybe I would have won. But, um, when you're able to do something like a redraw and make 500 bucks, you know, it definitely goes a long way. And, and I don't think a lot of people see that. I hear you there. Well, I know it's something that you didn't necessarily use too much of at Bristol, but we know you've hooked up with SRI, performance uh, and using pfc brakes now through sri man tell us a little bit about the brakes on the car because we know they're uh kind of they're top notch oh for sure i mean our, our cars have always had you know the best brakes and and i'm sure a lot of people notice our cars when they're sparking out the back and um it, it definitely uh the fans whether they know why or what's going on they know that uh our car is one of the few that uh, put sparkler shows out the back, and and they always come down and question me and ask and ask why or or if if there's a reason for that, and um, it, it just brings for a good conversation. And I can say that our car stops one of the one of the best cars out there, and proud to proud to have them aboard. Well, Ricky, I want to know one thing. I've, I you may be the best, definitely one of the best uh, at, at trail breaking and and getting that forward bite off the corner and a lot of people don't understand that um you know there's so much horsepower in these cars now and uh you know a lot of people think just hammer down and just drive it up off the corner and you know we know a little bit about it but you definitely do um without giving too much away speak a little bit on that and you know how important it is to to learn how to trail brake and listen to the engine and to, to know you're getting the most forward bites you can yeah, trail braking definitely is huge, and that's why you need a good brake company to, to work with you that um, will keep the keep the tires glued to the racetrack, you know, keep the suspension in the air. 
Um, you'll see other drivers go into the corner, and if they don't use the brake or they don't trail brake, the car just kind of falls to the ground, and then they push up the racetrack. And uh, if you can keep your suspension hiked up and keep that car, you know, in attitude, as they say, and it definitely helps. And, and if you can trail brake off the corner, then your tires aren't going to, you know, blaze and, and spin the tires off the corner. You're going to have more traction and, as you said, more forward bite. So, uh, yeah, like, I mean, a lot of people think that sometimes we don't even use the brakes, but uh, the brakes are, are definitely a key key to our success in, in this racing world. That's awesome to hear because, like you just said, a lot of people think it's just hammer down and go, and uh, it's not always like that. Sometimes you got to be the best at slowing down to go fast. So, uh, and you are definitely one yep. of them that is the best at it to turn that car around and get it going the other way. So that is uh, that's awesome, and uh, glad that uh, we can have partners ourselves, just like you do with with companies like SRI that that provide good products and uh, put put guys in victory lane. So, uh, so anyway, man, going back to your car a little bit, the sniper chassis, um, what, uh, I, I know you don't want to give away any, uh, trade secrets here, but what do you feel that makes your cars kind of unique, uh, against say maybe, you know, the, the, the rockets or the longhorns out there? Um, well, I think what we got going on is we're, we just, you know, we don't want to be as big as rocket or as big as longhorn we want to we want to keep it smaller and keep a select few guys in our stuff um you know that way we can kind of take care of them and give them what they need and maybe go test together and and tweak on these cars together as a small team and just work on work on getting everybody better and and um i think if you if you get too many out there you just lose that you lose that little bit that you know it becomes a corporation deal rather than a small select few i hear you i hear you well, good deal um all right well moving off of that going to uh got two races this weekend correct richmond raceway and uh brush creek um, yep yep uh, what what you what you feeling about those? I know uh, Richmond is a new track to the World Outlaws, and Rush Creek hadn't they hadn't been there in a long time. So, uh, what you feeling about it? Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to get back with the Outlaws. Uh, we we went to Richmond last year, so we we got notes there. Um, we never been to Brush Creek, but uh, we actually have another a new group of guys coming. Wiley X is going to come with us and and do some footage at the racetrack. So. Excited to be with them and excited to show their their products off and um, hopefully we can have a good outing for them and and hopefully get in the winter circle. For sure, man. I hope I hope we see that seven in the winter circle myself. I I can't wait to see that. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, <clears throat> Ricky, if you don't uh, if you don't mind, uh, go ahead and let everybody know who who helps you out on the car throughout the year and who gets you up and down the road every week. Uh, I know that's that's a expensive, um, expensive enough just getting to the racetrack. But uh, yeah, let, let everybody know who uh, who's on the car. Yeah, we got I got so many people to thank. Um, I, I'd be probably sitting here for hours and hours if I was going to thank everyone. But <laughs> um, a lot of guys like 
um, JC Properties, JR, who's, uh, you know, helping us with the, the chassis deal. Um, G-Man, G-Cell. Um, we've got Derek Sandblasting, FK Rod End, Big Hill Race Engine, Go Lithium Batteries, Doug. Um, Jim from Strange, Strange Oval, QA1 Drive Shaft, Bay Headers, Bell Helmets, Earnhardt Technologies, Kenny from Kenny Components, um, K1 Fire Suits. Of course, can't forget Drydeen. Um, they've been treating us like a family, and, and they've been so good to us that I uh, love, love seeing them at the racetrack. Um, I got Barnes Oil Pumps, Winters, Joneses, Swift Springs, Martell Signs, VP Race Fuels. Um, I know I'm missing a couple, but uh, hopefully, hopefully we can thank them this weekend when uh, we're in Victory Lane, and um, definitely couldn't do it with with each and every one of them. That's right, man. Uh, you you gonna need a uh, need, need somebody to bring you a sheet just listing off everybody in there. That's what I'm talking about. Because it takes a whole yeah, pile yeah, of people sure. to make it happen. I know that. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt. We got. Um, I know I'm missing a couple. Um, Total Works. Um, Rod Fair Racing. Um, there's there's so many people. There's a lot of people from from back at home in Canada that uh, help us out on this thing. And um, I know they didn't ha- they don't have to, but uh, just to be able to see their their name on our car, it's, you know, online or wh- whether it's in person or not, they they still support us like like they're there. So uh, just want to thank them and, and thank everybody who helps us. Good deal, man. Well, awesome. Well, I can't wait to uh, see that seven back on the track, man. And like you said, I hope to see it in victory lane. That's, that's really cool. And, and uh, man, we sure, sure do appreciate you giving us some time today and hanging out with us. And hopefully, hopefully we'll be talking to you after some wins here coming up real soon. Yeah, I hope so. I, I appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, like I said, I want I'll thank you guys, thank uh, SRI and, and Randy and everybody. And uh, like you said, hopefully we can get a couple of wins and uh, get back on top. That's what I'm talking about, man. Well, cool deal. Well, like I said, thank you again for coming on here. And, uh, man, I hope to be talking to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, bud. Man, how cool was that to have, have Ricky on here? It is really cool, man. We've we've been we've been following Ricky a, a lot over these past few years, and um, he's always really cool. His whole team's really cool. You know, you walk around the pits, he'll come up and talk to you, and um, you know, he's just a regular old dude, man. And that's that's cool to have him on for sure, finally, and uh, and we always root him on everywhere we're at. He's there, and um, like you said, looking forward to seeing him in Victor Lane, man. We'll get over there and hang out with him some, celebrate that happy the happy uh. After race party. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. For sure. Well, like I said, the uh, World Outlaws are coming up this weekend. They've been off since Bristol. Um, World Outlaws are coming up at uh, Richmond Raceway in Virginia. That's kind of a new one for them. Um, and Brush Creek. Brush Creek was on the... Um, on the schedule years and years ago and they haven't been in a while. Um, but that is actually, uh, one of the home tracks for our buddies up there in, in the Ohio Valley, Ohio Valley legend car series. Oh, 
Kale and the boys up there and girls, I guess. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so that's in their backyard. I think they're going to be one of the supporting classes for the. Uh, I think I could be wrong on that. Yeah, I think I remember seeing that. Yeah, pretty sure. On four, on, it's just going to be on flood racing, I think, or something. No. Okay, no. No. There's another race that they're going to be supporting. That's the. Um, no, that's that's the. Uh, something nationals. That was, that was just a legend car, dirt legend car nationals or something like that. They're having at Brush Creek this year. Okay. Which is news too so I had to get that out there another breaking news just came out FYI um, Jennifer Joe Cobb is not approved to run Talladega I don't know in the cup series yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> just saw it come on come across she, she could have contended too man daggum it <laughs> I, I had her on my on my in my, in my um, in your fantasy my pick. fantasy pick she was my fantasy pick dude hey if, if anybody can do it anywhere, Talladega would be the place to do it. Hey, she uh, had a top 10 in trucks at uh, Daytona. See? Just saying. Do it to it, man. And when you run far enough at the back, you don't get tore up. If everybody else gets tore up, you're still good. You're still good. What's that saying? In order to finish first, first you must finish. That is, that is very <laughs> true. You know, like your old buddy used to say. Man, I, I ran top 10 day, finished ninth. How many cars in it? Eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a, a lot to be proud of, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, fun, fun, fun. Well, there was a lot of racing, unfortunately, with us going down to the beach and all that we had. We had a lot going on this past weekend. Um, with, like like Sterling said, with his with his grandfather passing away, we we spent some time down at the beach with his family, um, so we didn't get to watch a whole lot of racing. Unfortunately, I do know. Um, let's see, Lucas stuff. Jonathan Davenport won a night. Tim McCready won a night. Jonathan Davenport won another night. <laughs> yeah, tell you what, man, Jonathan. Then th- my Longhorns apparently had that figured out. Yeah, last he's he's uh he's been performing pretty well here lately. I know that. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, he did awesome at Bristol the first go round. He was invited back on the World Outlaw stuff and didn't run worth two cent. But he said yeah. he figured out the problem. So, well, kind of like we talked with Joey last week. That track was totally different. So, I don't think going up there and being prepared the weeks before helped him any. No, so. So he uh but he showed he he made up for it this weekend. Yeah, I say for sure, for sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so let's see. Cup series well not cup series stuff, but NASCAR stuff. Um uh John Hunter Nemechek showed up his his team owner again, showed up Kyle Bush again. Yeah. You know Kyle's not liking that for sure. He's done got beaten by him twice by his own stuff, but you know. But then again, he may because back when uh, oh boy, what's his name, Gillen, Todd, Todd was running for him. He wasn't doing too well, and he sure was had some choice words for him over and over. So maybe he does like it. You know, John Hunter's a good, good, pretty, pretty good race car driver, there, I think. And um, he's finally got him some good equipment. I know he went to the Cup Series and kind of just back marker ran there and. Um, I don't know, whatever, but 
kind of like we've said before, I'd rather go to a smaller tier series and have good equipment than run top tier and bad equipment. So he's definitely showing he's got good equipment now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely is. He's been up front every week. Um, I really see that truck probably, probably, if, if nothing goes haywire, he should be a contender for the championship this year. Oh yeah, I don't I don't see anybody touching him at this point right now. But um, the the way this uh, playoff deal is, it's sure weird because you know last year Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick won nine races, I think, a piece, and uh, Kevin didn't even make it to the final four. Right. So you don't ever know the way these you know the way this playoff deal set up. You can have one bad race, unfortunately, which I don't agree with. But you have one bad race there in the playoffs, and it's all over. For sure. Definitely is. Well, let's talk about something real quick. Our buddy Earl Ramey. Earl Ramey Racing Engines. Like we tell y'all every week, you guys, I just saw another one go out today. Somebody here close. Um, they, Earl has the best blueprinted crates around. You got all your crate motor needs. 602, 604s, whatever y'all want. He's got it. Um, and got the best of it. Um, he, he he's the man on it. There ain't no better, no lie, no lie. No, I mean, I mean, you know, we, we see it every week. You know, tracks around here, every week they're running up front. This past week, Carolina, I was running up front. I mean, you know, I know a motor isn't everything in a race car, but that's a big, big, big start, big help. And um, you definitely, that's that's one thing, that's kind of a peace of mind thing, I guess, you know, running these crate cars. You get your Earl Ramey racing engine, that's one thing you don't have to worry about. That's for sure. And while you're up there getting your motor, go ahead and schedule you some time to put your, your, your whole car, the whole thing, on the chassis dyno because he, he can tell you at that point, he, he knows what that kind of power that motor's making. Now let's see what kind of power you're making at the wheels. See what you're losing through your drivetrain and what you can change to fix that. And uh, they'll be there to help you along the way. Not obvious, And just in saying that, it's not just on motors. Earl is smart when it comes to a race car. He can give you a lot of good pointers when you uh, got that car in front of him there. He knows what he's doing. He's been doing it for a long, long, long time. Yep, absolutely. Y'all, y'all definitely go check him out. Uh, he's busy, busy dude, and the uh, dyno is booked up a lot. So y'all go ahead and give him a call and and get on the waiting list if there is one, whatever, and um, and get in there. Definitely help you out. Yep. Well, moving on to the Cup race stuff at Richmond on Sunday. Um, stuff I saw. I don't know. I'm sorry. Richmond puts on nowadays about the worst quote unquote short track racing in the Cup Series. It it, right. it stretches out like a mile and a half because I guess because the track's shaped like a mile and a half, but it's only three quarter mile. So, well, I mean, and maybe I'm just overly opinionated on. I don't know. Well, it's like we've said before. You know this this car that they have now, you essentially can't spin it out. I mean. Unless something breaks, you, you can't spin it out. Um, they're they're too easy. 
too easy to drive. And, you know, like you see these long green flag runs at a short track. I mean, it's just crazy to me, you know. But, um, again, you know, I, we, we look forward to the future here and see. Hopefully this next car will be better. And um, it looks to be, from the test sessions and stuff that I've seen, looks to be a little bit better. But, um, you know, you don't ever know. But hopefully it will. Uh, but I'm glad to see uh, another Hendrick car get a get a win. Um, well, Alex Bowman is he's been struggling. He's had some really good runs. Um, I think Martinsville he was right there in contention and had a loose wheel. Um, yeah, got got put back for that and was running awesome at Bristol on the dirt and lost fourth gear. You know, so he's had some he's had some trouble and and some some uh, things that set him back here this year. But glad to see him get a win. I know he was pretty deep into points, but. Maybe that'll help him get on in there. And um, I tell you what, if they keep going like they're going, Denny Hamlin's still in the regular season points league with no win. But if they keep going like they're going, he ain't going to make the points. He ain't going to make playoffs. <laughs> yeah. There's already, what, nine winners, I think? I so. think Martin Truex is the only repeat winner so far. Yep. Um, but Denny Hamlin was right there uh, in the spot to win this past week and pretty much lost it on the last restart. Yep. So, uh He's got to figure out how to finish it if he wants to get up there. And I think it'll happen. I think he'll get a win just because he's been right there and the car's been fast every week. Um, so, who knows? Yeah, I think it will happen for sure. And, um, man, I don't know. I, you know, last year kind of was in – well, in, in the Gibbs stable anyway. Um, all the cars are pretty good other than – um, Kyle Bush and this year well, that hadn't changed much, has it? This year it's uh it's definitely kinda kinda going the same way, but um I don't know. I mean I ain't really the biggest fan of of uh of Denny Hamlin, but he is very consistent and you know that for sure to know that he's still leading the points with no win. He's up there every week. Um so I don't know what's going on again with Kyle Busch, but he's still struggling, that's for sure. Well, an extension of that also, and speaking of Denny Hamlin, Bubba Wallace said the other day he still expects to win a race this year. Well, Talladega's coming up, so I hope he can do it there. <laughs> that's going to be Talladega Daytona. That's going to be about his only chance, looks like to me. I don't know. They're just not there yet. And, you know, that's a new team. There's a whole lot of news there. and Yeah, that's a that's a Gibbs car, but... Um, when you when you start up a whole new deal, that's a lot of things that you know it's got to go right. As tough as the competition is nowadays, um, you got to have your stuff together. But it looks like a good average finished car every week around fifteenth. That just I mean, yeah, he has some decent runs here and there, but he'll fall back towards the end of the race and he's around fifteenth about every week. Yep, and Stuart Haas still can't seem to find out what is wrong with their cars. Um, Kevin Harvick spun it, spun it out. Wrecked I don't know what happened. Something broke on her in or something. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just nothing can go right for them this year. Whole team. It's just unbelievable how, I mean, the cars, honestly, from what I know, have not changed at all. No. I mean, I know there's there are little things here and there, but the cars have not changed at well, all. Well, they, they did a lockdown on the parts last year, and they could not. They said they were not accepting any new parts for approval from NASCAR, so right. Well, so so I don't understand it because he won everything there was to win last year almost. Exactly. So I mean, you know, that is crazy how much change um, has gone on over there in, in that camp. But 
I don't know. I don't know what's going on with them, but maybe they can get it turned around. And Let's well, give them one of these. Hold on. I got to do it. That's it. That is that explains Stuart Haas racing right now. Um, but maybe they'll get it turned around. Um, I don't know, man. They got they got a lot of work to do. None of those cars are performing really well at all. No, uh, it's not just one here, there, whatever. They just aren't hitting on much. But um, I don't know, man. I I just I hadn't followed much this year in in the Cup Series. Um, hadn't been that exciting from the ones I have watched. That's my thing is I just can't get excited about the Cup Series this year. Well, it's just not. There's, there's I mean, short track racing, Richmond. I remember it used to be a, I mean, under the lights, you know, whatever. It was good. It was good race. Um, it just, I don't know. I don't get that anymore. You know, it's hard to get involved and get, it's hard to sit there for three, four hours and enjoy watching a race there right now. So, um, Hopefully that'll turn around. And Darlington's coming up here. Darlington, had, I mean, that's one of the better tracks as far as excitement. And they haven't been putting on good racing either here lately with this car. So um, It's exciting when people are trying to pass, but when it's just strung out, it's ridiculously uh, boring at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. We've seen that a lot um, here lately for sure. So tire wear out and there'll be five, six seconds in between each each position but um but like i said we keep hoping for next year and maybe it'll be better uh you know hats off to uh bowman again and and the hendrick team there i like seeing that uh, i think the only the only driver in hendrick that has not got a win yet is the defending champion there so maybe chase will get him on here soon and uh all four of them will be yeah be in there i thought he already won oh um, well, speaking of next year, a little bit of news that came out. Well, it's not even really news. It's just a, uh, a hope from some people, I guess. And we got confirmed that it is a uh, possibility is Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Kelly, um, have talked about that, that they are talking and seeing if it would be feasible for them to possibly spot, start up a cup team and, being that new car's coming, it's kind of ground zero for everybody. Um, they're kind of saying if, if they're going to do it, now might be the right time to do it, but they got to get a lot lot in line to do that. Yeah, I, I think they do. But, you know, we've heard them talk um, about it before, and the 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 business model um, with sponsorship and what it costs for cars and stuff for the Xfinity Series is – I mean, they even said it, you know, basically they, they strive for all this sponsorship to run all season to break even. Right. And I mean, that's, that's what's the point other than if you just love to do it now, I mean, that's, that's awesome, but you know, don't get me wrong, but, um, but man, you're going to put all that effort and all that time and money in to break even. That's, that ain't, that ain't really what you want to do. Um, and you know, from what they're saying, like you said, that, this new cup car is supposed to be more affordable uh, for the teams. And, um, you, you know, maybe th- at that point, the sponsorship can go into more of the other things versus just building these expensive, ridiculous cars. But uh, it's hard for me to say that because knowing, knowing NASCAR and knowing the cup series owners and, and all that, 
they're going to find something else to put their money into. Oh, yes. And they're going to be oh, broke yes. still. So it don't really matter, I don't think. Okay, the car's a little bit cheaper, but then the pit boxes will be double. Whatever. They'll just they'll hire more engineers at, at the shop. Exactly. They might they'll, not be able to have as many at the at the uh, track, but they'll hire more engineers to figure out suspensions. Exactly. There'll be something there that they that they put that money into. It's not going to be just, okay, we're just dropping our budget half and here it is. I don't I don't see that. They're saving on lug nuts. They're, yeah. They're uh they're they're unfortunately that side of it and that scale of 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 racing is it's never gonna stop. I think it's gonna just continue to get astronomical and um I don't think there's no way to stop that. I mean even you know, we've talked with, with Ricky and, and, and Joey and all these guys with in the dirt stuff and it is so expensive and a little bit of money means so much. Like he said, you know, the five hundred dollars in the redraw money, you know, that'll buy two tires. And dude, it's, I mean, there's so much money involved in this and, and traveling up and down the road, fuel costs, you name it. It's it's so much money that's involved. And that's why Ricky's um sponsor list was long as uh <laughs> a lot of sponsors. And you know, but it's awesome that he's got that and and um it takes a lot of effort from a lot of people and to come on board and, and to help out. And, uh, you know, and that's what to me makes it so much more short track racing and Saturday night racing, whatever dirt, even late model asphalt stuff. It, to me, it means so much more when you see the effort they put into it, because, you know, a lot of these guys still have full-time jobs and they're like Trent, you know, they build houses on the week, weekdays and, save up to do whatever they can do to go try and run as best they can run. And, you know, when you get a top four or five or get a win, I mean, that's huge for them guys. And it means a lot. And uh, it makes it that, that effort mean so much. So um, I don't know. Going back to NASCAR, I don't know. Who, who knows? I don't – I'm hoping the race is going to be better, but I don't think the, uh, the budget is going to be any better. No. No, they'll figure out a way to <laughs> – they, they've always been – you know, they have spent $20 million a season for the last however many seasons. They're going to keep spending $20 million a season. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything costs so much now. And they, like you said, the, the engineers that they hire, they, they hire and pay these astronomical money to these engineers for a half a tenth. It's just unbelievable. If that, but yeah. You know, you it's, it, it's crazy to me, you know, what, what they have to go to. But you have to do it. And that's what's so bad is... If you're going to compete and you're going to run up front, you have to do that. You've yep. got to put that money into it to get there because, every, because the other people are doing it. So I don't know, man. It's just, it, it just takes the fun out of it and, and to me. But um, just like we were talking earlier today, actually, the uh, go-karts went and run the uh, dirt track at Charlotte. And I was talking with a guy this past week was, had been, uh, you know, he ordered a set of tires. Um, it was, it was, getting them ready for uh for the weekend and a whole set of tires brand new set of tires they take cut all the rubber off of them put them in the heat box and go down there and use them one time that's it i mean it's just I, that is the most least that is the most least cost effective motorsport on the earth i think i guarantee it is it's unreal um you know and, and even talking with cat cooper today uh good friend of ours and you know, we might have him on the show here for too long. He's got a lot of stories to tell about Junior Ooh. and Slick Johnson. That'd be a long <laughs> episode, but uh, but no, it, you know, 
they go run for these big, you know, they had a $20,000 win rate, I think a super heavy or something down in Ainer. Yeah. Yep. And had a big crowd, huge entry fees, all this stuff, only paying back three places. That's it. I'm not going down there. There's and, a promoter somewhere making a whole lot of money. Dude, that's ridiculous, man. I just, you know, I, I can't see where that's justifiable to go run that race. And, and any of that, you know, regardless, you know, honestly, but a lot of the go-kart guys just love to do it. They just, you have to, because there's no, there's no way you can make your money back and doing that and no. spending as much money as they do on tires and, and motors and frames and everything else. Now it's just unbelievable. But, um, but anyway, you know, like you said, this is, uh, this sport is much as we hate to say it, it is 100% money driven. I mean, oh, yeah. if you don't have sponsors, you don't have help, you don't go racing. I mean, that's just all there is to it. You know, I mean, yeah, you want to play baseball, save up a little bit, buy your bat and glove and cleats, whatever, go play baseball. Get out in the yard and hit it to your heart's content. Your talent can take you places, whereas, like we've said it before, in, in racing, unfortunately, your talent necessarily doesn't mean anything. It, 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 it'll, it'll take you a little ways. But it ain't gonna take you as far as money is. No, 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 not at all. So, uh, but anyway, man, we kind of rambled on that a little while, but yeah, but um, that's why we're here. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. I like to see. Uh, I like to see a Cup car, at Junior Motorsports for sure. And um, <clears throat> who knows who would drive it? You know, who knows? But um, it'd be cool to Josh see. Josh Berry. That's that's my vote. He's got my vote for sure. I like. I'd, I'd, lo- I'd love to see Josh run it for sure. But uh, you know, you I don't know. I, I'd love to see it too, but I'd love to see his talent. I, 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 I you know, I hate to say it because it would limit him a lot. I love watching his talent in a late model. Yeah, me too. And you know, I don't know that he even want to do that. You know, who knows? But I know he's gotten a lot of, um, he's gotten a lot of notice from 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 businesses and sponsors that are looking into him. So hopefully, uh, hopefully he can continue this year. And I know that I heard something about you know possibly. NASCAR giving him a waiver um, where he could continue and run for championship at the end of the year. I hope that would work out for him. That would be really cool. They're going to have to find a car somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, they'd, they'd have to do something. There's all of a sudden going to be a Hendrick Motorsports uh, Xfinity entry. Yeah, exactly. That might be the all-star car. Just let him run that car still. Who knows? Exactly. But, um, but you know, I don't know. I'd like to see what happens there. And He's, uh, he's, he's a pretty good guy, too. So, anyway, um, we'll see what happens there. And, We'll be ready. We'll be watching. Faux show. Yep. What else we got? Man, I don't know. Um, we appreciate for sure Cole, Vanderhyde, and Mark coming on and talking about their uh, their their recent um, racing news and and uh, and and getting some seat time there and getting better and getting more comfortable and and um, and and learning that car. That's a big thing, I think. You know, we we kind of touched on it a little bit, but. I don't really think that – I don't think we kind of – I mean, that means a lot. You know, going from a go-kart to what he's running is totally different, in my opinion. Oh, yes. I mean, you know, you got to kind of relearn how to drive. You go from holding the wheel to really learn how to drive. Exactly. There's a whole lot going on in things. So um, so I think it's really cool, and, 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 and what he has been able to do in this short amount of time um, is, is really spoke volumes for him. So – um, wish them nothing but the best and uh, looking forward to seeing 
seeing them get them some wins here soon. And uh, and also Ricky coming on again, like we said, um, really cool guy. If anybody's around a track, you see him, go up and talk to him. He'll he'll hang out and talk with you for a little while, and he'll probably sit right here on the back of the four-wheeler and talk about whatever you want to talk about. He's just cool as he can be for sure. Um, so y'all go root him on, and uh, we look forward to seeing him soon for sure. Definitely so. Well, guys, as we say every week, thanks to SRI Performance, Stock Car Steel and Aluminum, Draco Springs, uh, Randy Keene over at also over at SRI Performance. Uh, thank them so much for helping us out. Um, I know we didn't say much about Draco Springs or Stock Car Steel while we were talking to Ricky, but uh, make sure you head over there for all your metal needs for your your race car. For sure. Um, also, go check out SRIPerformance.com. Uh, you can check out all the PDF sheets they got for your Draco Spring needs over there. Um, you think why they uh, working on the golf cart? We can get some Draco Springs put on. Might need to work that out, man. I like. I, I think we need some Purple Springs on the front of that thing. For sure. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> we need them. We, need them. we don't do nothing but paint them ourselves. Yes, sir. That's right. They're gonna be purple eventually. <laughs> Uh, also, thanks to Earl Ramey Racing Engines, and uh, go check out everything he's got motor-wise. Not j- and and I know we talk about crate motors all the time with him, but it's not just crate motors. He man, he he'll build anything, and no lie, he builds airplane motors. It's crazy, dude. I don't understand it, man. Dude can do anything, anything. He's Charlie Daniels a torque wrench. Yeah, that's it in a nutshell. I see it right there. So y'all go check out Earl Ramey Racing Engines for all your engine needs. Um, as every week, Ford Bite with Mark and Coltrane there. Um, y'all go check out their spring lineup as he was talking about new stuff out. Um, I was getting to be summer lineup. I mean, God, we're getting pretty warm. He was talking about it was snowing out there the other day, but uh, it's it's eighty degrees. Here. Yeah, we don't get a spring really. I mean, it's like two weeks long. So it, yeah, it's shorts weather today. Oh yeah, for sure. So uh, y'all go check out Ford Bite Apparel, um, and and get all get some t shirts, get some get some Cole Vandy apparel, get get whatever you need. It, it even got a Chicken Bone Alley logo on it. Yes, sir. Hey. <laughs> Get it. Wear it proud. Wear it. Um, checkered, the race hub. The uh, the new social media. I say new. It's, 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 it's getting to be just the social media, but it's still new. Still still only a couple years old. It's growing like crazy, so I say it's new. Still. I got my renewal thing for this year. Got an email for it coming up. So I uh, love it. Love checkered. Y'all get on there. You don't see no... Uh, political bs you don't see no anything else really you just see racing it's all you see all the time racing all the time um and also our mac solutions for all you guys in the fab industry and at these race shops if your uh, machinery that you use for your fab needs needs work itself check out our mac solutions they um they can hook you up pretty much any machine out there uh, any brand almost. Um, if not, they'll tell you, but they've got the majority of them handled. Uh, y'all check them out. Any of your fab needs or any of your fab machinery needs, they can install new ones. They can uh, sell you some used ones. They can uh, service all your existing ones. So y'all check them out. 
and uh and and, and go get you some stuffs and things. Stuff and things. Stuff and things. All right, guys. Well, I reckon uh that about does it for us this week. Y'all uh y'all go check out as much racing as you possibly can this week. We're gonna try to do a little better this week. Watch a little more racing. Yeah, hopefully we can definitely do that. Um, until then, y'all definitely go check out all our social media stuff, like you said, and uh, chickenbonealleypodcast.com. Lot to, lot to type. Just do it one time and save it. That's all you got to do. That's what I did. Or that's what David did for me. But anyway, <laughs> it works great. Uh, still going to be adding stuff to it. Um, so go check it all out. Check out our pictures. Go uh, check us out on YouTube. Subscribe to that. Get us as many uh, subscribers as we can get so we can do some live stuff on there. Um, David's doing a lot of video stuff here, trying to get that stuff on there too. So again, go check out, uh, check that out and, uh, help that grow for us. Um, the Seabone, the, I mess it up every time. Here we go. I mess it up every time. Go to SRIPerformance.com and use our promo code Seabone10. That's it. Speaking of, our buddy Kale maybe called us the other day. He said, Hey man. Just want to let y'all know something. I said, "What's that? Y'all, you saved us some, saved me some money today." I said, "Oh, how how we do that? I wasn't even thinking about." It. He said, "I bought some Draco Springs for my legend car, and I used promo code Cbone Ten. I saved ten percent." There you go. And didn't even have to switch to, to Geico. Didn't have to at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we we do appreciate that, Kale, for. Uh we're definitely continuing that, and, and, and it does pay off, you know, you, especially when you rack up a, a pretty hefty bill. When you buy a bunch of race car parts, it don't take long to rack up some rack up some money there. So it, 10% helps for sure. If you go to Earl, just tell them Chicken Bone Alley guy sent you, and you want a discount. That's all you tell them. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, 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 take him some dinner, yeah, and you'll get you a discount. That's, that's just the way to do it. I'm just letting you know. It's a secret. Oh, all right, guys. Well, it's been fun this week. Um, hanging out with some cool people. That's what we love to do. Love to talk to cool people. And the more we can do it, the more we like it, and the more we hope y'all like it. So uh anyway, guys, we are out of here, and I guess we will be talking with y'all next week. Later. Later.